Welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Hall, and with me is my amazing co-host, Patrick Terry. There we go. We got it on the second try. <laughs> uh, mercy. How's it going, my friend? Uh, it's going pretty well on this yeah. somewhat gloomy Monday morning, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man. It's fall-ish. Yep. Getting there. Yeah, man. High of 72 today here in the Nashville, greater Nashville metropolitan area some good walking weather yeah (laughs) i've already got my hoodie on and of course i got my sweats on but i always have my sweats on if i'm not at work yeah um for the most part um yeah man it's not bad out um we started off the morning with some uh with we got some halloween decorations already going outside as i like to refer to them they are what i refer to as organic halloween decorations yeah, have three different spider webs just all up in our, you know, one uh, one by the tree going down to the grass and then a huge one, too. And then another one kind of by the power one and another one by one of the bushes. I'm like, oh, cool. We are decorated already. There you go. I know I saw one post. Uh, someone posted, you know, I I, uh, I had I go out and take out all the all the uh, spider webs that are around the house just so I could put up fake spider Big webs. <laughs> For how? Spire just inspired, 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 just scolding you. Just it's like, come on, you could just kept mine. Yeah, bro. What's wrong with these? <laughs> so we are we're going that route. We're having the organic ones. So. Okay. <laughs> it's cheaper. More yeah, re- like, and definitely more realistic for obvious reasons. True. So that's what we're doing. Uh, no decorations here. We're just... Go with the natural aesthetics, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, I grabbed ours out of the uh, attic yesterday morning. I had to grab Grayson's, uh, which she refers to as her ice cream shop. Her the her little folding. I guess you can. It's foldable uh, mm-hmm. little playhouse thing. What used to be in our background of our pictures back when we recorded in the dining room. Right. That okay. that thing. I actually grabbed okay. that out of the attic because she wanted to. Play with it yesterday, so I was like, well, while I'm in here, I'll go ahead and grab the Halloween tubs out. So I've got them out. I'll probably do it later today. Get the okay. house ready. I mean, it's only, I mean, it's two days till Rocktober, anyways. So we're going to, might as well go have it ready to roll. So, right. That's it. Yo, buddy. That was remind, that does remind me. So, um, since, uh, did you know that Halloween is on a Saturday? This no. year. It's on a Saturday and a full moon. So what's the worst that could happen? Uh, be in the house all day. <laughs> right. Watch, um, watch horror movies. There you go. Speaking, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, good segue. All right. Um, unintentional as it was. <laughs> so I'm thinking the 24th would be the week, which would be the Saturday before. Mm-hmm. I think that would be an amazing day for us to do our, our uh, watch party. Mm. For cats. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> yes, that movie. The horror movie that turned out to be cats. Yes. To invite our friends to and have them suffer with us and riff with us because as we should. Yeah. Um so we'll start working on getting that worked out and figured out and and then uh when it gets closer to time, warn and or invite. <laughs> Both can be true. Um, so we'll get that going, and who knows, maybe we can 
do a different do another do one before then too yeah um see how it goes <clears throat> so um yeah man otherwise you know it's kind of a chill week here uh, as we'll talk about or as i'll talk about i kind of watched some older movies this week um um but in addition to our main feature i guess you could say yeah um that both of us will talk about but and that's really about it not much oh i did plumbing i'm not a I don't do plumbing. My family is not blessed with a plumbing gene. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, last Monday, did plumbing. I replaced, we had a leaky tub, so, you know, spouts just leaking. So I looked up videos on how to do it and got the right one, you know, the right parts and everything. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. It never happens. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, man. Uh, actually, it was last Tuesday, yeah. And uh, replaced the cold, I guess, fixture? I don't even know the right name but yeah. cold and hot and cold i replaced both of them uh three trips up and down from the crawl space to the second floor of the house back yeah. down. i i never felt so out of shape in my entire life or at least you know just realization that how out of shape i was to go from crawl space to second floor crawl space like three yeah. times possibly four i don't know i was delirious after the third <laughs> on autopilot after that yeah man uh it was crazy um but no, man, I got it done. I was kind of surprised. And everything's been uh, working hard right since. House hasn't exploded, you know, so. Plus. <laughs> always, always. Yes. So who knows? Um, but yeah, the one thing I kind of texted my mom was that, because usually anytime I do any kind of housework that requires something more than just, you know, hanging a picture, mm-hmm. um, he, I would always call my grandfather or always, you know, well, I'd call him because he doesn't text. Yeah. Um, but I always call him and tell him, hey, you know, I just did this around the house. And he'd always, you know, because he knows that I'm, you know, I don't, we're not really known for doing, like, we're not that family that does, like, updates and, and you know, or does handy stuff around the house. Um, but so knowing that, <laughs> right. I don't really had any interest, you know, so it's always kind of a big deal whenever we do something or try and do something if we don't succeed because we could talk it through. True. Um, what you know try and troubleshoot ourselves and so <clears throat> it kind of you know kind of hit me tuesday that i got done uh, realized nothing was wrong mm-hmm. and reached for my phone to call him and then realized you know i couldn't do that and yeah. kind of sucked actually it sucked a lot but um so instead i text my mom because i figured you know so hey did this you know normally you know i would call him and just she she did the thing that, you know, the best thing a mom could do, which was text back almost word, almost verbatim what he would say to me. So that was really special. And then <laughs> I had to get back to real life and we had to get dinner and everything else rolling. But <clears throat> but it was nice. It was it was real touching. I guess is a good way to put it. Um, yeah. But you realize it's you know kind of more or less bringing it up just because. It's one of those things we uh, kind of take it for granted, I think, sometimes. Just right. small things like that that you kind of miss. Because, you know, the bigger things you, of course, are going to miss just on a normal basis. But small things like that, you know, I didn't, I didn't really thought about, I guess. Yeah. Um, until then, I was like, wow, yeah, that sucks. You know, <laughs> but, um, but knowing that you still have somebody you can contact that understands um, is also really nice. So... Anyways, enough sad stuff. Um, <laughs> school going okay? 
at, at your house? Um, yeah, she's still you know, doing the in-person school. Uh, the only thing is math that's kind of holding her up. And then this weekend she had homework, but apparently there's some login information that she didn't get from the teacher. So hopefully she'll get that today. And she okay. can, yeah. yeah, said it was different from what her normal stuff was. So. Oh, okay. But everything else, grade-wise, is great. She just got to work on that math. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's that's it. That would be the only, that's the Achilles heel right there. Yes. <laughs> it is in my, is for me as well. So. Yeah. Thankfully, not for York. God bless him. Um, right. So I guess York's excited because he found out about Inktober, you know, where they, it's essentially 31 days of, uh, there's like a theme every day for mm-hmm. drawing, draw something, post it, whatever. Yeah. Um, he's very excited about it this year. So he, he's like, I can't wait for October. So I start Inktober. I'm like, yeah, that's the reason why you should be excited about October. But. I digress. Yeah. Forget. <laughs> forget also when your dad's birthday and your stepmom's birthday is and your grandmother's birthday and, uh, you know, all the other things that Rocktober entails. But I can see why you would be excited for Inktober. It occurs during an amazing month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we're, uh, he's very excited about that. I think he's going to help Grayson do it too because. Grayson and I attempted to do some drawings this weekend, so I think you're going to try and help her out, too. So that's really sweet. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, man. Uh, otherwise, school's going good here, so we're just plugging away. Is next week uh, fall break for him as well? Wait, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. my daughter's got fall break next week, I was thinking about that, too, too. and I was, yeah. I was like, damn, next week's fall break already. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, just, just like that. <laughs> Fall break from what? I'm not sure, but. <laughs> right. Yeah, just more Fortnite and more Fortnite, Minecraft, and Battlefront, apparently. So. <clears throat> I mean, I can't hate. I'd be enjoying that, too, I guess. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, I, I, I did have a pre-order for the PS5. But, oh, then, yeah. but then I thought about it. You know, these play, the PlayStations and Xbox usually have that faulty issue for the first few months so i said let me wait so yeah. i canceled it and i said i'm just gonna wait maybe if it, everything's are worked out by next year then i'll try to get one then okay so i need to replace my ps4 because it sounds like it's about to take off like a rocket when i play <laughs> games yeah it'd be like some simple games and it just fans just going crazy so i was yeah. like yeah i can replace it but i think it'll hold off until they get this the kinks worked out with the PS5, but you know, might not even be any problems this time, but just never know. Right. Yeah, because I've never, I've never picked up a PS, a PlayStation console day one. It's always been like a year after. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Plus, that's a lot of money at once too. I was like, eh, nah, I'll hold off. Maybe it'd be a price drop. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <sighs> Fingers crossed. But, you know, kind of what I've told people, I was like, man, I don't go. To me, buying a new gaming system right when it first comes out is, is, uh, it's like buying a new phone. It's best just to wait till after, yeah. after it comes out and then buy it, you know, yeah. and make sure it gets all the bugs and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about it after, cause I, I, I got it the day that it, you know, the pre orders went up. And then over the weekend, I was thinking, like, you know what? You've never got, 
a console. The only only consoles I ever got new was from Nintendo. But Sony, no. Yeah. And next, Microsoft had their Red Ring of Death with the 360. So I was like, since I've never got it day one, let's not start. <laughs> let's just wait. <clears throat> yeah. All right, man. You ready to get into all it? Right. Yep. Let's rock it. All out. right. You got It's all you. So, first movie I'm going to talk about will be the movie on my left, Audition. Uh, it had a release date of, had three release dates. One for the Vancouver International Film Festival, October 2nd of 1999. And then had a Japan release, March 3rd, 2000. And then a U.S. release, August 8th, 2001. Okay. This one is just a shade under two hours at an hour and 55 minutes. The director is uh, Takeshi Miyake. And then it's two spelling. of the stars. Huh? <laughs> it's a common spelling. Yeah. Uh, two of the main actors are starring role. Uh, we have uh, Ryo Ishibashi, which he was in the gr- the original Grudge. I think the I don't know if it was the Japanese release or the the U.S. release, and then The Ring. Um, I had a feature in there. Um, he plays. This should be fun. Uh, Shigeharu Ayama. Sounds and good. Then, that actually yeah, sounds really good. And then Yahi Shaying played Asami Yamazaki. <laughs> so the basic premise of the movie is uh, a widower tries his hand at dating again because his son is like, Dad, you need to date and remarry because you're starting to look ill. So, uh, okay. Seven years prior, um, wife and mom respectively passed of an illness, which left the dad to raise the son alone. And then again, we flash forward seven years later. Father and son are fishing. And during dinner, that's when son's like, you know, you're looking not so well. Why don't you remarry? You know, maybe having someone in your life will make you feel better. Um, Is that how that works? (laughs) Apparently in this universe it does. (laughs) I mean, literally, he's like, uh, they're eating dinner. He's eating real quick, grabs his food and goes off, says, thanks for dinner. Then he's like... Man, you should you should date or marry, remarry because you're not looking well. I'm like, all right, it's that simple. Um, so he has a friend that has that works in film, has a production company, and what the friend's idea is, they'll create a fake film audition, but they use that so he can use it as a way to audition potential dating partners. Gotcha. Hence the title. Yeah. Gotcha. And um, right. yeah. So they interview quite a few people. Like I was trying to watch some of this at work before before shift. Yeah, yeah. And so one of the auditions, one of the ladies starts strips. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I gotta wait till I get home for this. Yeah. That, that's like that's like the only real moment where they show any type of nudity. Gotcha. Um, but um, but yeah. So they're doing all these auditions, and during a break, um. The dad walks out of the audition room and he sees a woman sitting alone wearing a white dress and he appears to be smitten by her. So toward, well, I don't think she's the last audition, but toward the end of the current one, she's like edition number 30. She comes in, talks to her and um, the father, he's never spoken up to anybody that they've auditioned. But this one, he starts asking questions, referencing her resume about just taking a liking and complimenting her on the things that she's been through. So, you know, they take a break, and that's what he tells his friend, like, yeah, I think this is it. This is the one, you know. 
So he randomly calls her up after the audition just to um, call her for a date. And they, they go out, they hit it off, and they have several dates. So on one of the last dates, he tells them, you know, makes up a story about, you know, the film's hidden financial problems, so they might not go into production. So she didn't get the role, but he's interested in her. And they start dating. Mm. So, but his friend starts doing some background checks on her, you know, to, to try to figure out her work history and everything. And he's not being able to find anything. Nothing's adding up. So he gives her a warning, gives him a warning. It's like, hey, uh, take it easy. Take your time. You might not want to marry this person because I'm not finding anything on her. Everything right. she said, there's nothing coming up. So, <laughs> but he ignores and they go on a trip. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. When you know, know Jack about somebody and can't find him. Exactly. Even in 1999, that's shady. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because she's given work history, people she worked for, and there's like there's somebody she worked for. They found the person, but he doesn't work at the company anymore. Like he left like a year ago, went and disappeared, yeah. just vanished. So they can't talk to him to see if she's really legit because he's nowhere not existed. And then. When they take this trip, you know, he's trying to suggest things they can do, places they can do to have fun. But instead of that, she decides, no, no, we're just going to consummate our relationship now. And so they have their their intimate moment. And when he wakes up, she's gone, <laughs> like just just vanishes. And so he gets a call from concierge saying that the lady left and wanted to confirm whether or not he was going to stay. But this produces him trying to find her doing his own research to figure out what's going on with her and he finds out all kind, of, all kind of crazy things about her background about how she was abused by an uncle um she wasn't close to her family you know he even went to the business where she supposedly worked with a friend like three days out of the week but that place has been closed for who knows how long and um but it does get it gets it gets weird toward the end um you know since it's so long i guess I could, it's not really. I guess it's just a spoiler, but the movie's been out for a while. For a while. Um, you go spoiler alert, everybody. Yeah. yeah, spoiler alert, whether you've seen it or not. I mean, it's kind of obscure, so I don't know if you'll you might be able to find it. But um, it gets weird toward the end. So he comes home. Son leaves a message saying he's staying with a friend for the night, and but we see like a first person perspective of somebody breaking into his house, okay. and so. She catches him off guard and basically knocks him down, drugging him. And um, now there's some, something here that you might not like because it has something to do with the eyes. Nope. Yeah. Pass. So <laughs> watching this, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. I mean, she doesn't go exactly in the eye, but it's around. She uses no, acupuncture. I, so she uses acupuncture. Oh basically, no. Basically oh, torturing him. Yeah. Oh no. Torturing with acupuncture, and. There's like a flashback where we see her with her uncle because I guess he's he's been inappropriate touching of her and she snaps. So she takes one of those wire, you know how they um, mm-hmm. how they, they cut. Yeah, yeah. So he's playing the piano and they show her coming around and wrapping it around her neck and saying, you know, this cuts through bone. <laughs> and she proceeds to take her uncle out. Okay. But she does the same to him, but she takes his ankle, his ankle off. <laughs> and um, 
at this moment, her his son comes home because his friend got sick, had to go to the hospital, so he comes back home, and then he sees his dad lay down on the floor, acupuncture in his eye and missing a foot. And so then she tries to come up behind him and start spraying him with some st- I don't know what the spray was for, maybe just to knock him out or whatever. And uh, he runs off upstairs, and then he kicks her off, and boom, she lands on the ground. So you're like, maybe she's dead. But then they have another flashback to where when they were in the hotel, he wakes up, but she's still there. <laughs> and it's 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 just it's kind of that's where it gets got weird because you see this stuff with her attacking him, then the flashback to them still being in the hotel with her sleep, and they interact. Then we fast forward to this where we still have the situation with her down after jumping off the stairs. And then the son is calling the cops to get an ambulance and whatnot for her father, for his father. And it kind of just ends like that. <laughs> so okay. kind of the way I took it is like, take your time when meeting somebody new, because you never know what they're about. Um, everybody isn't always as they seem on the surface and, some people go through things that leave them broken beyond repair by their life experiences, no matter how normal they try to appear. You know, because as normal as she tried to be, what she went through messed her yeah. up to the point where she felt like all men are going to be like her uncle. And, you know, even though I think the dude really was in- interested in her, but, you know, she didn't care. She's like, that was just her trick to get him in to do what she did to the uncle. And, yeah. Don't don't have don't have fake auditions to date. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. <laughs> Even if it is nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. And you know, and and they had the internet back then, so yeah, I mean, it was slow as hell and took five minutes to load up a picture, but you know, yeah. Nonetheless, <laughs> it was still there, so he could have done a lot of little, little, little bit. And I mean, you're, and then the friend that's got connections, if he's not able to find anything about, about this person, he's warning you. It's like. Listen. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Listen. Um, but yeah, that movie was suggested by my friend to to watch and Okay. I texted her, I was like, Yeah, this movie's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um it's subtitled, so it's I, not I was a, gonna ask I was gonna ask you if it was voice dub, subtitled or both. Yeah, it's and, subtitled. Uh, and where you found it. Uh there's an app called Tubi. T U B I. Okay. And it had it had it on there. But okay. if you want, I think you can rent it off of uh, Prime Video also. Okay. But I watched it off of Tubi. Okay, cool. Because yeah, that's what I was going to, those are going to be the ones I was going to ask about in case anybody did want to, for whatever reason, watch a movie where someone has stuff put yeah. around their eye. No. Yeah. Yeah, oh. when I saw that, I was like, yep, Jeff's not going to watch this. You? Unless you cut that out completely. Yep. <laughs> I mean, because I wouldn't know how much to fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, because I mean, it's, it's like it's probably minutes to me. So <laughs> I mean, pretty much toward the end, once she does it, you'll, they'll still flash his face with the needles yep. in his face. So it's good. I, yeah. I think you did an amazing job <laughs> talking about a movie I'll never watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, also on that Tubi app, they've actually yeah. got all of the Hunger Games movies on there. Okay. Like every last one of them. I've, I've not watched the last two, so that was cool. It was cool to see that. Um, but yeah, that's audition. Okay. Yeah, that's. Uh, it was definitely unexpected. Like, that's good toward, like, it. yeah, because toward the 
you know, before it got to the end, I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, he's dating someone, finding out that she's got a weird past, and and then it 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 strikes him in the butt <laughs> in the end, because apparently he's not he's not exactly good himself for something that he did, but um, but yeah, it, I think it, if you're not if you don't care about the eye thing, it's it's definitely it's worth checking out if you there you want to watch. Or is that something you're into? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, even I was like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but that's that. Uh, the second movie, Anola Holmes. Yeah, buddy. Which recently released September 23rd uh, on Netflix. Yep. Has a runtime oh, of two, <laughs> two hours and three minutes. It's an odd number. And but it doesn't <laughs> feel like it either, though. That's one thing I'll give it is that it doesn't feel like it's that long because that sounds like a long time for kind of movie that it is yeah but I, anyways <laughs> I, we'll get into that but i i don't think it to me it didn't feel like it was that long uh directed by harry bradbeer <clears throat> starring millie bobby brown mm-hmm. from stranger things or godzilla king of the monsters as enola uh, you have uh, Sam Claffin as Mycroft. For some reason, I could never f- remember his name. Like, I kept trying to think of what his character's name was, but I just... Oh, Mycroft? Yeah, yeah without... without or my, uh, Actually, it might be either Mycroft or Mike. That was Mycroft. It's Mycroft, yeah. Um, and Henry, Henry Cavill as Sherlock. Uh, Helena Banham Carter as Eudoria. Uh, what did you say? Huh? What did you say? The Bonham? Helena Bonham Bonham. Carter. Bonham? Bonham. Okay. I I honestly (laughs) thought you said Helena Helena goddamn Carter. I'm like, what? That's like, okay. It's Helena Bonham Carter. (laughs) Okay. Helena Bonham Carter. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But she plays uh, Eudoria, who's the mother of all three of the Holmes kids. And Lewis Partridge as Tewksbury. 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 So basically, the way I summed it up, you have the Holmes mother goes missing and the youngest of the children, Enola, um, <clears throat> sets out to find her. And I don't know much about Sherlock Holmes. I didn't know he had a older sibling or a younger sibling. So I'm not. I'm not. So, yeah, yeah um, if you get time, it is mm-hmm. worth watching the uh, it's worth watching the uh, Benny Cumberbutton. Uh, been in the Cumberbatch uh, Sherlock series because they're like mini movies because they're like an hour and a half. Each one's like an hour and a half long. Okay. So they're like little small movies. And I think there's two seasons, but there's like three episodes. Like there's only like six episodes total. Okay. But they're an hour. I mean, think of it as like six movies, pretty much. So each one is a movie. It's only a little Pretty movie. much. But they're done as episodes, I guess. Um, they are very well done. He, he's great. And then the guy that plays Mycroft in that, I absolutely love. I can't remember his name, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. I actually saw him in the movie. He feels like fairly recently, but I can't remember which one. Yes. But, you know, he's awesome. And, um, oh, what's his name? The guy that played, uh, C, uh, in, is that Spectre? Anyways, the guy that played Moriarty. He's also in Fleabag, which is uh, who the director, he directed Fleabag. Hence, you look, 
<laughs> that's the foie bag look. I always the look that um, what's her name gives. Anyways, it's my backdrop of Millie Bobby Brown doing that same look as like a nod. So, cool. as you were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so their mom Eudoria, she basically is a free spirit, and when they were young, you know Sherlock and Mycroft, they leave. And it's Enola and her mom left to live their life. And Eudoria pretty much raised her to live her own life, follow her own path, and become her own woman, despite what society at that time wants women to be. <laughs> and on her birthday, no less, her mom ends up missing <laughs> or just disappearing. So that brings in Sherlock and his brother to try to figure things out and find out where she's at. But because mom's missing, she becomes... Mycroft becomes her guardian, legal guardian, so she's kind of his ward. He's uh, a douche. <laughs> oh, he's such a douche. Sam Clapham plays such a great douchebag in this movie. I was like, God, I hate his character. <laughs> but then I'm like, but he's so good, though. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, he's also in The Hunger Games. Okay. He plays Finnick Odare. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He was in the... He was in the romantic comedy Me Before You with uh, Amelia Clark. Okay. So, he's been in some other movies too. But that's he was in the Love Wedding Repeat movie that I I talked about a few weeks back. Um, the time travel. He's also in Peaky Blinders. So okay. and some other in some other movies. Like he's got he's been in a bunch. But yeah, he's most most people probably know him from Hunger Games though. Okay. But yeah, he plays such a douche. And in, and in the Cumberbatch. Sherlock, um, Mycroft, you know, is not a likable character, like, at all. But not, okay. like, douchey, like this. Like, he's right. he's more obnoxious and just, you know, he's like, oh, this idiot. You know, it's just, you can't stand him. But, you know, to show the difference between the t- how the two okay. are. Um, but, uh, but he's not douchey, like, in this movie. Um, yeah. Stephen Fry played him in the... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock movies, mm-hmm. and he was a lot more. He had more fun with it, I think. Like he was still kind of very prim and proper, but right. not like not like this. Not like he wasn't. He wasn't like a complete a hole. Yeah. Um. There was. You could. There's still something likable about his character. Okay. But this one, there's like nothing likable about this guy. No, whatsoever. Not at and all. He played it amazingly. <laughs> I'm like. Because that's the whole point. Like he played it well, like a you know like a complete a hole, and he did an amazing job doing it too. Yeah, because he's wanting to send her to finishing school, and she doesn't want to do that. And it's like, no, you're going. You know, you're my you're my ward, and this is what you need to do. Because however, how are you gonna find a, a husband and you're not refined, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, um, I need to find one. Yeah. And so uh, she ends up finding some clues that lead her to believe to where she can probably find her mom. So she leaves. She's like, she bounces. I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm going to find my mom. And she escapes on a train and she runs into this guy named Tewksbury, who's also on a run of his own. He's on a run. Yep. And um, she before boarding the train, she noticed a guy in a boulder cap hat that uh, and she was kind of like Sherlock. She's, she's taking everything in and she pretty much figured out. This is who these people are looking for. And she warns them that there's a guy looking for him. But she parts ways with him. But then the guy finds him and 
you know, there he's about to toss him from the train. So she helps out reluctantly. She doesn't want to help him out. She wants to stay on her mission, but she helps out. And then they both end up um, hopping from the train, making an escape. But they do eventually part ways. And um, I mean, she goes on a lot of adventures <laughs> like this. Kind of like it's almost like a coming of age thing where she's kind of coming into her own person, uh, even though she shares a lot of the similar um, aspects of her older brother, Sherlock. You know, she's very inquisitive and has that detective mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I mean, I, I, you know, I did say I'd like it. I thought it was OK. Like we talked about before recording, like it was some of the pacing was off. I mean, yeah, I was, was thinking like- I, I liked it too. I really found it entertaining, but I did find there are like it was because so it, it's since it is directed by the guy that directed um, that direct directed. Um, I don't know how many episodes of Fleabag, but I know it was one of the directors of Fleabag and and there was that kind of quick witty kind of quippy um, pace to it at times. And then, you know, mm-hmm. breaking the fourth wall you know talking to the audience and stuff like that which i don't mind if it's if it's done right i don't mind and um i you know it can be entertaining if you do it if you do it consistent but when it's gets to be but you don't want it so much so that it's that's all it is because then it's just yeah it was a lot lot here (laughs) there there was a lot but i don't think it was I don't think it was so much that it took me out of the story. Um, much like kind of like in Fleabag when they do it. Then it's not enough that it like it's just like a little quick aside or quick a little quip or whatever, and then back to the story. That I think helped kind of keep the pace moving. But the problem was when they weren't showing her actively. I don't want to say actively doing something when they weren't when the camera wasn't on her and it was on the brothers. I felt mm-hmm. the pacing of the movie slowed down yeah and then kind of got it was just i don't want to say dull but it was kind of i felt like there wasn't really a whole lot going on and it was just kind of i don't want to say it took away it just it made it feel uneven for me mm-hmm. I don't, again i still was entertained i still like it i think york might like it so him and my him and i might watch it um if he wants to but yeah. i don't but, you know, I did tell him, I said, there are some slow parts in it, and I don't think there's so much action going on where you need that breather, you right. know, to catch your breath. It's not like a, not like watching a Fast and Furious movie where you need, where you <laughs> need that, like, 30 seconds to a minute of, you know, family, 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 and then yeah. get to another car chasing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> but, you know, in this movie, it just, there are some great moments she's great in this film i really enjoyed her i enjoyed the character you know her character and everything the i do like how the plot and the subplot kind of at some you know at some point kind of mesh together yeah i think there are still some questions that are unanswered like what her mom was actually doing right (laughs) never really got answered Nope, it was nope. kind of, I guess, it's more of a of a MacGuffin than anything else. Yeah, um, yeah. Like she solved one mystery, but didn't really solve the second one. It just kind of was like, okay, we're done. We finished the 
subplot mystery, which turned out to be, I guess, the main plot. <laughs> it was just really weird. Um, but I actually really liked Henry Cavill as Sherlock. I would watch him do a Sherlock movie easily. It may be different than Downey Jr.'s, um, which is good because you don't want him to keep doing the same thing with just a different actor. That's true. Um, I think he is a good actor. Um, I think he... I think his... I don't dislike his Superman. I dislike what they're doing with his Superman, if that makes sense. They just don't have the right people behind it. Yeah, I don't dislike the way he plays the character. I just dislike how they're writing the character and... Because he's basically just doing what they're what the what's presented. <laughs> he's acting off of what they have. Yeah. So, which makes me more curious about how they're gonna about how about the Snyder Cut. Yeah. You know, in that sense, makes me more curious about that. I actually read. Oh, I meant to send this to you. I don't think I sent this to you. I read somewhere that um, a guy, an editor, that worked on uh, Batman vs Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Batman v Superman, Donna Just, colon Donna Justice. Said so he was working on it, and originally the film was supposed to be four hours long. Wow. Yeah. I don't like. That's like, what we trying to make the Irishman for superheroes? I'm like. Right. <laughs> so now I'm curious. Oh my God, if that's four hours, like what got cut out? Yeah, because I mean that's basically two movies. <laughs> yes. And like what, um, and like and and that irritates me more because that means that they actually have more footage that they could have used to make that movie better. <laughs> right. I think <laughs> or, plus, they, or maybe worse. I don't know. But they released that ultimate edition and added what another thirty minutes or so, and it didn't that, it didn't it really didn't, help. Like, yeah, it didn't really add anything. No. So what just, else did they have that could have made it? Better? <laughs> what, uh, where's the other hour and a half? Right. <laughs> Uh, so, but anyways, that's kind of digressing, but it, it, uh, but no, I, I think he's a good actor. The only other movie I, I'm trying to remember what else I've seen him in other than I'd, I've watched the man from uncle twice. One, because in... I like Henry Cavill. Oh yeah. I forgot he was in the mission impossible fallout, which he was yeah. great in. Yeah. Um, that movie's just a bad movie. Like I like Guy Ritchie movies. I don't mean for I like most of Guy Ritchie's movies. That movie's just so bad. It's just so boring. Well, it's not bad. It's just boring. I'm like I'm like I like him. I like Army Hammer. I like I like the cast. It's just God, I'm so bored. It's just a boring ass movie. So I'm like, yeah, eh. he needs to do something else. But yeah, I forgot he was in. Uh, I forgot he was in Fallout, which he was really good in that too, kind of playing a douchebag. You know, thought he knew everything. Seeing somebody charge up a punch. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah, but I, you know, but I like him. You know, I like him fine. I've seen a couple episodes of The Witcher. It's not really my thing, but, but yeah, it's not bad. Um, The guy that did play the, I I don't know, henchman, the bad guy. Mm. You know, in this is a. Burn Burn Gorman. I don't know why you would name your kid Burn, but okay. Um. Anyways, uh, sorry, Burn Hugh Winchester Gorman. Oh, bless his heart. Um. Anyways, 
we know him from if you've or you know our listeners will know him from he played uh, Striver in the Dark Knight Rises. He played Gottlieb in the Pacific Rim movies. He was the one that he was the scientist that wasn't Charlie Day. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to put it. Um, he's very he's got some very distinct uh, facial features that'll make you be like, oh yeah, that guy. I know I've seen him about stuff. And he was in the he's done episodes of The Expanse. Um, trying to think some other show like some he's got a lot of TV uh, credits. Game of Thrones. He was Carl Tanner. Oh, season three apparently. And a few episodes of season four. I don't know. I'm not. I've watched him, but I not enough to know all that stuff. Right. I didn't know every character. Um. I like that they used um. Someone else to play Lestrade. That uh, was played by Adil Akhtar. Um. He was in the Big Sick. Uh. And uh, the Dictator. The Nest murder mystery. He played the Maharaja. You know the like the hip hop Maharaja from Murder Mystery. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's been in Killing Eve. Um, but yeah, he's of Pakistani and Kenyan descent. Um, but he's you know from London. But that's his I guess his background. And I really like I like that they used somebody than just another white dude. More or less, right? Like they tried to, they tried, you know, as much I guess as they could um, to diversify it, which I really enjoyed. And I thought he was great. I thought he was funny. Um, yeah, I kind of hope, you know, I really enjoyed this movie, other than the pacing. Um, but what I hope they do, although I'm not sure if they're going to, because apparently there's some legal issues about using Sherlock Holmes, because between oh, wow. the Doyle the Doyle, the the Conan Doyle estate, and uh, the writer of this movie, or of the book that the movie's based on. Um, hold on. But I know they went to court over it, and because part of the, some, Nancy Springer, uh, the Noah Holmes mysteries. Um, but there's, because they make Sherlock, <laughs> because they actually made Sherlock too caring and empathetic. Because he's not, I mean, because really, Sherlock is kind of a misogynist. Like, he doesn't really like women. Yeah. And that's why you okay. never know some dating, you know, really. And he always, it's like, if you have watched the Downey Jr. movies, you know, he doesn't really treat women super great. Right. <laughs> so, even the ones he cares for, he doesn't treat super great. So, he's just, um, and in the books, he doesn't, like the books, yeah, he's kind of a misogynist, so... The fact that he actually made him caring and empathetic to his younger sister, you know, I guess they, I don't think states had an issue with that, but like copyright infringement and all this other sh- nonsense they're trying to do. Okay. Um, so I would like, I would, I would actually enjoy watching another one of these, because um, I think they are entertaining. I think she does a good job with the character, and uh, you know, I think, I think this is a good tween movie, I guess yeah. you could say. It's a good movie for tweens, not really for younger kids too much. Like, I think York might like it, but he likes a lot of movies that, you know, are a little bit aged up, I guess, whatever right. you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, I guess if they focus more on her, 
and maybe her and her mom's relationship since all this has happened, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they still have them interacting a little bit and right more flashbacks to yeah uh, you know their time together yeah when she was raising her to help kind of kind of like they do in the Ellen if you ever I don't know if you used to watch the show Psych on USA with James Roday and Dooley Hill. I've heard of it, but I haven't, I haven't wow. watched it. Wow, it's good stuff. You can find it. If you can find it, you should watch it. You'll love it. There's okay. like seven seasons? Seven or I don't know. They did two TV movies, too. I haven't watched either one of them, but I love that show. Um, the good chemistry. Good buddy. I guess you could say buddy cop, but they play private. Ass. Anyways, Corbin Burnson plays James Roday's dad, um, who's a police officer, and you know raises his son to you know basically teaches him like police techniques you know, investigation and stuff like that, what to look for and do. And so as he gets older, he basically becomes a a uh, private, he opens up his own private investigative firm. And, um, but he pretends to be like a, a mentalist more or less. But all he is, you know, but he's fake. Like it's a fake okay. thing. Like he's, he's not really mental. He's just faking it because, you know, just the way he, he was raised, you know. So he, uh, basically pretends but he uh he just through observation you know and noticing clues that way and they're really good about showing like what he's seeing and then pointing out and then put all the clues together and that's yeah. how they do it. okay so it's 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 a lot of fun i would totally recommend it but that's kind of what that what this movie kind of reminds me of is that it, they take flashbacks to when he was growing up to kind of show what he's learned and then that's and then okay. it applies to that episode specific yeah. episode so it's um but yeah it's real good um and i think they they keep doing it like like what you were saying if they keep doing that with this series or with this movie you know and mm-hmm. make another one i think in uh hopefully they can get the court stuff settled you know and yeah hey just give the estate a piece <laughs> right because i mean they're really that worried about it so i don't so, even think they have to feature any of the they don't have to right, feature Sherlock have, or Mycroft anymore. Just yeah, you yeah, got that, you got two other characters. You got you got Enola, then you have her mom, and then Tewksbury. Yep. There you there go. You go. <laughs> Boom. And you could have Sherlock at the beginning because yeah. he's you know she's his ward, so you probably have to have him at the beginning at the very True. least, True. and then and go take off on a case or whatever. Yeah. The mystery. All right, man. Um. So Friday, we ever since the sleepover, we've more or less at our house started family movie night on Friday nights. Basically, mm-hmm. Grayson gets home for dance. York and I um, take care of the pizza situation because Fridays are pizza night. You know, Grayson started that a couple months back. Um, so anyway, so we take care of the food. She goes to dance whenever she gets home. We eat. We put the movie. In, we put whatever movie on. So. Um, I wanted to show Fighting with My Family um, with okay. The Rock because, you know, Grayson likes The Rock from from the Jumanji movies and then the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. She's She'll watch whatever he's in. As well, you know, as honestly, as well, I and Ruth is, will not say no. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so, you know, more, more than anything, I thought I might have. And then I told York it was about wrestling and all this and everything. And it was based on a true story. Yeah. So we were going to watch it. We made it about five minutes in. But then we're like, we were going to have to change it. Because for York, it's fine. You know, it's, but, well, at least stuff we can kind of look over and hope he didn't really catch. But, you know, the language was, mm. you know, kind of 
an issue, at least for Grayson, because she's six. Yeah. Um, and then they were talking about uh, they were in the ring practice, teaching a class and the um, Florence Pugh, who I didn't recognize because she had black hair in this. And uh, she wasn't wearing a flower dress or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't part of a cult, just a wrestler. Yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, I didn't recognize her at first, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, she's getting ready to pull a move on this kid. And then she asked if he had a stiffy. And then I'm like, yep. Mm. So we, we turned Finger it off. Plans. <laughs> yep. We uh, pulled an audible, um, more or less, you know, from that. And I'm like, yeah, it's time to change it. And plus Ruth was giving me a look. <laughs> so I'm like, yep. All right. We're changing it. We're changing it. Chill out. So put the game plan on with The Rock from 2007, in which I'd seen this many moons ago. Actually, probably right after it came out. Um, and it was on DVD. And so I rented it. And uh, so this is back when The Rock had hair. Um, it was receding, but he had hair. Uh, <laughs> and we, uh, I was like, we'll like this. And it's on Disney Plus for anybody that wants to watch it. Um, so Dwayne The Rock Johnson plays an NFL quarterback. Living, I mean, this is fictitious uh, NFL teams in this one. It's not one of those like he just represents a specific team. Right. Um, but basically plays an NFL quarterback living the bachelor lifestyle, discovers he has an eight-year-old daughter from a previous relationship. Um, she more or less just winds up on his doorstep, and, um, yeah, he's having to learn how to, what it's like to have a daughter. Um, so it has, uh, so he stars in it. Kira Sedgwick plays essentially her, his agent. Yeah. Um, who, and she's great in it too, but she's always good. Um, Madison Pettis plays the daughter, Peyton, which, you know, I was telling Yorick, I said, so she was your age when she made this movie. She's now 22. <laughs> and I showed wow. her, I showed him and I showed, well, I showed both kids a picture of her now and they yeah. couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, Rosalind Sanchez plays Monique Vasquez and I thought it was, what's her name? Uh, Tony Parker's Eva Longoria. There we go. Okay. I thought it was I thought it was her at first, and then I was like, nope, not her. Uh, Morris Chestnuts in it. Hayes MacArthur. Um, trying to see if there's anybody else anybody would know. Uh, oh yeah, well Boomer Sives and Marv Albert, Stuart Scott, rest in peace. Uh, Steve Levy, and um, yeah, some other. ESPN people. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he has to more or less try and try and keep being the head football guy, but also having to adapt to now having a daughter and dealing with the fact that she is going to, I mean, she changes everything because she goes around and like, you know, she's a kid. So she's being a kid in this very expensive bachelor pad and, you know, records over a basketball game with a horse show, you know, with a show about horses and ponies. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, she, you know, puts a ton of bubble bath stuff in the, you know, in the bathtub and, of course, goes everywhere. And, um, she bedazzles one of his, like, uh, MVP footballs, you know, and, wow. And bedazzles one of his sport coats, you know, and stuff like that. 
Um, so, but it's super cute and it's a lot of fun. Um, the only thing I really just like, um, I guess the theme of not, you know, the whole not knowing you're his parent, like how do they not, like how do you have kids watch this and go, why don't you, why does it, yeah, how do you explain that? That's really about the only thing I was going to be worried about while watching this. Um, but it turned out, you know, nobody really, I guess, asked about it. They just kind of went with it, especially, I guess, towards the end when um, she meets, um, that he meets one of the people, you know, one of the the person taking care of her. Because mm-hmm. um, she was originally supposed to be going to a dancing school, like a ballet school. And they, uh, she kind of lies about that, doesn't go, and then shows up on his doorstep. So she's misleading him as well as the person taking care of her. So, yeah. yeah. So there's that and her having to kind of keep going along with that charade. It's, it's so, it's, it's a really cute movie though. Both kids liked it. Um, York liked it, thought it was funny. Grayson liked it because there's dancing because she, in, does end up going to a ballet school, so there's dancing involved. Yeah. So of course she likes it. In fact, she watched it again last night. I watched Fright Night, which <laughs> brings me to the other movies I watched real quick. Yeah. Um, not really anything I'm going to go in depth or into, but I, I guess you could want to call it a classic rewind or I don't know whatever flashback movie. I, I don't know, whatever. It's not even Friday, but flashback Friday movie. Um, yeah. We watched uh, or we. So as we, uh, as I mentioned on the show that, on the episode we did with two dollar late fee that you know Red was one of my favorite movies growing up and uh, can't find it anywhere and then I don't know I guess I don't know if iTunes and Amazon Prime heard me but they both put it up for sale and, and then it was like seven ninety nine on iTunes and sold. <laughs> so I I haven't seen that movie in probably twenty five years at the very least. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man. I, and I remembered how much I loved it. I'm like, man, I'm really, I really hope, you know, it, it's one of those that now I'm watching it much older <laughs> that I, I'm like, oh, I really love this movie. Oh, wow, this movie is so terrible. Why did I like, you know, why did I like this movie? Yeah. Um, obviously, this movie is dated. It's 1986. Um it does. It stars uh, Bill Allen as crew, C R U. It stars um, before she had kids and before she decided to try and get her kids. <laughs> Besides, before she decided to give a college a bunch of money to get her daughter into school, it stars Lori Loughlin, a very young Lori Loughlin, very beautiful Lori Loughlin in this movie. I had such a crush on her. Yeah. It was yeah. Uh, I was like nine and I was like, she's so beautiful. Anyways, so so it's about one man, Crew Jones, who has this intense uh, this intensity and desire to win a BMX race called Hell Track. It's uh, basically he was in like the small town, and they come the mongoose puts the company mongoose puts on like this race, more or less to show off professional BMX uh, racers. Yeah. But they, as part of their like little promotional things, they got like a new fancy bike coming out um, to help promote it. They, you know, want they take uh, pe- locals 
they let locals audition, you know, more or less audition, but try out for the track to see if they can make it to run against, you know, race against the big boys for, you know, a chance to win $100,000. Okay. Which, even in 2020 times, pretty good money, but you figure in 1986 time, I mean, you Rich. know. <laughs> Man, that's some money right there. Oh, yeah. Um, so, it's really weird because Lori Laughlin's with this mongoose team that comes through. Um, Bart Connor plays Bart Taylor, and he's supposed to be like the Johnny Lawrence of this bike group, more or less. And then it also has uh, these two twins, um, uh, Rex and Rod Reynolds, played by Chad and Carrie Hayes, um, who are also on the team. But it's so weird because Lori Laughlin's character is on this team, but really doesn't want to be a part of this team. It's really weird. <laughs> like, she doesn't ride in the same vehicle as everybody else. She has, she's in with her own, and she's like an outcast, I guess, more or less. But she's a part of it, but she doesn't really talk a whole lot. Like, she's, it's really weird. Like, the first, you know, ha- you know, 30 minutes of this movie, she says, like, two, she has, like, two or three lines, and that's it. But, um... Anyway, she decides she wants to help crew out and do these tricks and stuff like that. Um, I posted on our Instagram stories about the scene in the high school dance thing that I had talked about on the ep- on the episode with two dollar late fee um, about mm-hmm. the you know how send me an angel and that, how that song had an impact and all those other. So uh, and it's so funny I forgot about the twins and they're dressed in these gray like very 80s suits or I guess supposed to be like sport coats and everything oh my holy crap I didn't realize that Tomax and Zamot from G.I. Joe were on were in this movie because that's what they look like and it was cracking me up Uh, but I you know what it was this movie is just a great for me it was an hour and 31 minutes of pure nostalgia for me because it just you know it's is it a great movie no but it's fun. Would I show it to the kids? Sure. But it's fun. It's got some awesome bikes, st- by you know, BMX bike stunts in it and tricks and stuff like that. So if you or your kids, you know, or know somebody that likes that, they would enjoy this movie. Okay. Um, Ray Walston's in it. He's awesome. Um, Talia Shire plays the mom, plays Crew's mom. I actually forgot she was in it. Um, Jack Weston, who is like the I guess the main villain. Um, he, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he's awesome. He plays such a sleazeball and just sounds like a sleazeball. Just, just, yeah, uh, yep. so good in this movie. <laughs> it's so bad as a, you know, as a, like, he just really, he just oozes like slimy, dude. Um, I thought it was interesting for them to use Mongoose, like a very well big name. A BMX bike company, like an actual one instead of a fake one. Yeah. Because it turns out to be like the villain, you know, because <laughs> racing for Mongoose, Jack Weston's character, Duke Best, is a representative from Mongoose. I'm like, this is the weird, this is a this is a weird way to have a sponsorship, but okay. Right. So, but I really, I did really enjoy it though. Um, good trip down memory lane. Um, <clears throat> Again, Lori Laughlin's beautiful in it. Uh, the cast is the cast is good. They work well together. It's it's like I said, it's definitely very. It's a very 80s movie. The soundtrack is a very 80s soundtrack. And yes, I did download the soundtrack. 
<laughs> I found it too. I'm like, I'm gonna go. Listen. Yeah, I'm probably gonna listen to this <clears throat> for you know uh, whenever I feel the need for nostalgia. Yeah. Um, real quick, I also watched the original Fright Night, which I'd never seen before. I had actually seen the remake, which I hate watching remakes before I see the original. But sometimes right. that's just how things work out. Works. <clears throat> yeah. So I'd actually seen the Colin Farrell, Anton Yelchin, uh, Fright Night before I'd seen the original. I watched the original last night because I'd never seen it. I finally got around to it. Um, stars, uh, it uh, actually stars the guy from Herman's Head, which is where I know him from. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's, I was like, isn't that the dude from Herman's Head? And uh, William Ragsdale. And it was. It was. I was like, holy shit. And Herman's Head's from 1993, I think. So it's. But I remember watching that one because I had Yerdoy Smith, who does the voice of Lisa Simpson and a bunch of voices on The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, also stars Chris Sarandon. He did not have six fingers on his left hand. Um, or wait, no, no, that's not him. Sorry, he played the prince. Never mind. Uh, never mind. Wrong one. I'm going to get yelled at. But that's fine. Um, anyways, uh, he, was, he plays Jerry Dandridge, the weed vampire in this. Freaking Amanda Burse, Marcy from Married with Children, is the lead. Huh. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> I was like, all right. And then uh, Roger McDowell is also in it. This this movie's fun, too. It's a fun yeah. vampire. I mean, it's it's rated R, which there is some nudity in it. If they took the nudity out, really, it could be like a PG-13 PG movie for the most part. Um. I mean, because it's kind of, it's just so hokey. I mean, but I yeah. love, it. like, it's fun. It's a good, you know, if you're looking for something now that it's almost Rocktober and Halloween time, if you can find it, it's a fun, fun, cheesy 80s vampire movie. Yeah. It's, and it's a good twist on the tale and, you know, what would you do if you found, you know, if you liked horror movies and you found out your neighbor's a vampire and a guy on TV that professes to be a vampire killer turns out just to be a TV guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to try and enlist him to help you. Uh, so, no, I, I, but I had fun watching it, though. The music is, God, the music's so 80s. It's awesome. Um, but then lastly, I watched the uh, China Syndrome, which I had seen, I had watched uh, before and really enjoyed. Um, it stars, uh, it stars Jane Fonda, Michael Keaton, or not Michael Keaton, Michael Douglas. Uh, Jack Lemmon, uh, Wilford Brimley. I mean, it's huge, big cast. Um, directed by James Bridges, who was a writer. You know, he wrote a lot of things. He didn't really direct as much. Um, but he, uh, this movie's from 1979. Um, two hours, two minutes. A reporter finds what appears to be a cover-up of safety hazards at a nuclear power plant. Um, basically, they just go to do a, a feature, like a feature story, because mm-hmm. Jane Fonda plays a future reporter, and Michael Michael Douglas plays a cameraman, and uh, not really producer, I guess. He produces the piece, I guess. But he, uh, so he's shooting this. They're in the like this room where it's kind of looks over the uh, the control room. And as they're kind of just kind of being shown around, you know, talked about what they do and everything, they're not supposed to be filming in that area whatsoever, but Michael Douglas has the camera low, 
kind of his arm cradling it, and then you know it's kind of recording it without anybody knowing okay trying to be slick <laughs> right and shows them they have uh this huge like week more or less uh that happens they were able to contain it but it almost you know could have been super bad and and uh had had to have a really big issue so it's not so much about the incident itself but about them about the plant trying to cover it up okay about what happened because they're supposed to open like a new section to the plant to make it you know to uh to serve more people you know service more people and everything they, but they have they have to you know obviously go through like the inspections and everything and get all that but they can't open up this new area if they're having issues so they're trying to cover it up true yeah it's it's actually pretty good it's really there's some things that i'm kind of like man it's kind of a little far-fetched whatever but um but i like the kind of mystery behind it the kind of espionage type thing of the cover-up and and you know jane fonda's trying to cover the truth about what's going on um jack lemon's awesome in this but you know that's that that really needs to be said um He's really good. Wilford Brimley has a great scene at the towards the end of the film where he really shines. Um, but Jane Fonda does, you know, is great as this reporter. And and uh, Michael Douglas plays a very kind of arrogant Michael Douglas. I mean, he's that's didn't that's you know that that didn't start with Wall Street. He kind of was <laughs> kind of always been that person. Yeah. Um, but not. But not the more he's the less charming version of his characters from the Jewel in the Nile and Romance in the Stone movies. Okay. Um, that character, but less charming. Um, but it's really I really enjoyed it. If you get a chance, I think it's on Hulu. I think it's where I watched it. Um, China Syndrome. I would definitely. It's definitely worth watching. It's it's a uh, the filmmaking's done great. I like. There's some shots in it that I'm like, oh yeah, I thought I'd seen this. You know, I've seen this in other movies more recent. So you right. can tell where they've taken taken some things from there and kind of used it as a homage, I guess, if you will. Um, but yeah, so those are my movies that I've watched. I would definitely rec- there's not one I wouldn't recommend. I mean, really. So I've yeah. watched decent movies this week. So look yeah. at that. How about that? So um, I've also in the works of because uh, I put this poll on our Facebook group page about um what is your favorite christopher what do you think is christopher nolan's best film not your favorite what do you think is his best film because my favorite will obviously be dark knight but memento is like a close second but would but as far as which one i think is his best one that's a little bit harder to to yeah. get into because i've been going back and rewatching. i i started by watching inception because i don't watch it in a while then i'm like all right then i went to interstellar because it's just alphabetical on my thing uh i'm like okay so then i went back and watched the memento because i haven't watched the memento in years and i forgot how much i absolutely love that movie and then i'm like all right let me find insomnia so i found it it's still my least favorite it's yeah. still it's done well it's just my least favorite though as far as like the story i'm like eh, it's just kind of robin williams still awesome um but i'm still going to continue to keep keep watching his others I actually forgot about Dunkirk. <laughs> I was like, it's second most recent. Um, yeah. 
And, I haven't I haven't seen all his movies, so uh, mm, I don't know. Three of them are Batman movies, so that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna now watch Batman Begins again. Not that that's never been that long ago, but I still gotta watch Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, <clears throat> The Prestige. I gotta rewatch and Dunkirk. And then I think I'm caught up and the tenants out. And I'm debating on when I'm going back. <laughs> I've been hearing stories from from people that have gone back and said that, you know, you know, the tickets are limited to the number right. of people. Obviously, so, not everything's going to be filled. So, yeah. So I think once you get your seat, the seats to the right and left of you are empty. And then it's, it's every, you know, it's every other seat. So I don't know. I, I was tempted last week and I was like, no. So we'll see how I feel on Friday this week. Right. Same. I'm like. Hmm. I'll talk it over. Yeah. But it it's uh that's really about the only one I hadn't but everybody else said, you know, that I've either heard from or talked to about it, you know, says they're they do a good job as far as maintaining standards and all that. So Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. You know. Keep trying to convince me. Um, trailers, we have uh, Sound of Metal, which stars Riz Ahmed as a heavy metal drummer for a band. Um, one that you and I will not be at all interested in wanting to watch, but I guarantee I will be having to watch. The sequel nobody's asked for, The Crudes, A New Age. Mm. I, mean, I saw the first one. That was all right. York. York really liked the first one. I don't remember... I think Grayson's watched it, but it's been so long now. Yeah. It's surprised uh, it's getting a sequel. <laughs> yeah. And then here we are now with the sequel for whatever reason. And then the Wolf of Snow Hollow, which is a th- horror thriller. So that's what we have coming up. That's about it, man. So, cool. Yep. Yeah. Got, got anything else? Um so I just finished a book called The Promised Land. Mm-hmm. And I read that because the authors of the book made a post about a movie that just came out recently having a striking similarity mm-hmm. to their book. Oh, yeah. So I did, wa- I did watch that movie last night too, but I'm not ready to talk about it yet because I want to kind of okay. go back to the book and see if I can see the similarities. But, um, Antebellum. <laughs> oh yeah, I need to get to watching that. Gotcha. Yeah. So. So yeah. So. So apparently they had reached out to someone a couple years ago when their book came out to try to bring their idea to the big screen, and then this year they saw that their idea was brought to the big screen, but they had no knowledge. What Hollywood so. stole the night? <laughs> Hollywood stole an idea and made a movie. That's what you say. <laughs> the hell you say? That never happens. This is right. So there's there's another book also that they may have taken some inspiration from Kindred by Octavia Butler, but I haven't read that book yet. Okay. So I don't know if I'll get to read that or not. But yeah, I mean, I I see some similarities between the movie and the book, but um, yeah, maybe maybe I'll talk about it next week. Not sure yet. Okay. Yeah, same. Well, uh, the book, I don't know, but... But the movie, yeah, maybe all. Yeah. Because I know Ruth will want to watch that one, I think. So it'll be about trying to find a time where both of us can stay awake to watch it. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the book itself is like the first few pages of it, I was like, God, it's like horror almost. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, a little tidbit about the movie. Mm, I may not have liked it so much. <laughs> oh, you already <laughs> but, watched it? Yeah, I watched it last night. But I'll talk about it next week. Okay. Because I'm going to try to read some more, read the book yeah, again yeah. and then can... compare. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're see doing. There. Yeah. We shall see how that goes. Okay. Well, I'm curious now. Yeah. Curiouser and curiouser. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I guess for uh, myself, Jeff Hall, and then my awesomely amazing co-host, Patrick Terry, and uh, for our Millie Bobby Browns in the background. Just eyeballing us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we will talk to you all next week. Thank you.